Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Up the rock. You baked down a bastard. Where'd you get your feet? Jesus Christ. One gamba, two alley. This is the Dave Duke Podcast. Dave Juke Podcast, episode 22. You're very welcome along. That introduction could do with a bit of work. Maybe the Wolf Tones themselves would record a custom one for me. I'm sure they've nothing better to do. I'm sure they're not in the midst of more controversy about their songs. I'm sure they didn't break uh, record attendances for Electric Arena at Electric Picnic over the weekend. I'm sure that they haven't or didn't or wouldn't be announcing a three arena show for next year. Wouldn't at all be like the Wolf Tones that have plenty of time to do a custom introduction for me. Me, me, me. What about you, you, you? Thank you once again for inviting me into your home, into your office, into your kitchen, your toilet, your car, your lorry, your digger, your bathroom, your sex life. Thank you so much for welcoming me in. I would ask you where you are listening to me right now, what you're doing while you're listening. But that would probably be a breach of GDPR and you don't owe me that pleasure. You don't owe me the knowledge of me knowing where you're listening to me too. And what you're at while you're listening to me. You don't owe me that. Not at all. I'm not even going to ask you that. You know what you're doing right now. You know where you are right now. And I hope you're good at what you're at and where you're doing what you're good at right now. All right? All clear? 
I don't care if you're listening in South Australia, you're still going to get the updates from North East Leash. Electric picnic. Probably one of the best weekends of my life. I can't categorically say this was the best weekend of my life, but it was definitely one of the best three days experience in a field I've ever had. There's not many people that can say that. It was just wall-to-wall crack. The weather was fucking fantastic. Yes, of course, there was many negatives as well. And not one to sugarcoat the truth, but I'm conscious of not being a miserable fuck either. The week in, though, was a bit turbulent, I will admit. There were unexpected events. There were unexpected items in my bagging area. It was going to be absolutely chock-a-block, and then I had to go home, and I had to spend overnight at home. Everything is alright, don't worry. But it was a two-hour drive, two-hour drive back the next morning, and you're trying to do that between shows, and planning for electric picnic, and packing bags, and waiting for your Amazon orders of lights, and wipes, and sleeping bags, and headlights, and uh, Jesus Christ, I bought so many fucking lights, power banks. I was super prepared. I bought gloves. I had jackets. I had almost thermal wear ready to go. But the one thing that didn't arrive on time for me was the piece de resistance of any person camping at a lecture picnic, and that would be a garden cart. An amazing piece of technology. I know you say, ah, an amazing piece of technology would be a rocket ship to the moon. But that's done fucking nothing for me. A rocket ship to the moon can't deliver my goods closer to my tent at Electric Picnic. It was a garden cart. Ordered it from Limerick because it was about 30 euro cheaper from there. Ordered it on Tuesday like a fool thinking it would be here for Friday. But fast away. Well, they redirected it to Northern Ireland and it didn't get delivered Till Monday. No fucking good to me. So on Friday, everything packed, everything good to go, all the pieces of the puzzle I am missing is my garden cart. Doesn't come. Panic stations, behind schedule. Head to the hardware shop in Athlone and go, do you have any of the carts? They had the exact same one. (gasps) Thanks be to God. Show me it. It's in a fucking box. It's flat packed. I have to assemble it myself. Dick Brain here, who you're listening to, just automatically assumed when he ordered his garden cart that it would come fully assembled, wheels on, sides up, screws in, nuts tightened, ready to go. But sure, of course it wouldn't. It would be too bulky. It would be rattling everywhere. I felt like such a bollocks. Thankfully, I didn't say to the lads in the hardware shop on Friday, Oh, does it not come assembled? Because they would look at the flat pack box and would think, no, it it wouldn't come assembled, you fucking thick. Instead I asked, oh, would there be much assembling on them? Trying to play cool. Don't want them to know that I don't have hands to bless myself. And they fell for it because there was two lads there and one of them said, ah, no, you'd have it up in five minutes. Then I hit them back with, oh, what would you need to put it up? Ah, he says, a screwdriver, vice grips few spanners, you'd be sound. I threw him off the scent. He didn't know that I had fucking none of those tools that he spoke of. Spanners? What would I have spanners for? 
What would Dave Duke, with no hands to bless himself, who could hardly hang a picture on the wall in his house, do with spanners? I don't have them, son. But I said none of that. I said, I'll take that cart, thank you very much. He said, no bother, that's €130. I said, oh lordy, no hassle, she's going to be well worth it. Bring her out to the car and go straight to Mr Price to get the cheapest spanners I could possibly get. Assemble the cart, then deassemble the cart and then put it in the car. So I wasn't confident enough in my own ability to get the spanners and then go to electric picnic and then assemble. Bring her home, assemble her, know how she works, deassemble her, pull her into the car, down to electric picnic, assemble her again. Yeah, boy, class bit of gear. I think she holds 300 kilos worth of stuff. And I don't know what it would be like lugging 300 kilos because we had about, I'd say, 50 kilos worth of stuff on it. And it was heavy enough being pulled into electric picnic. We were staying in what's known as Pink Moon. The bougie spot where all the rich people and those with notions stay at Electric Picnic. I can't call it glamping. I can only call it pitched tent camping. You arrive, your tent is pitched and you have nicer toilets and less queues for showers. And there's a bar there for about uh, maybe 2,000 people versus one bar trying to serve 30,000 people at one go. The capacity of Electric Picnic this year was about 70,000, and sometimes when we went to the bars, you would just give up. You would end up sober with the heat and the lack of beer. You just sweated it all out. So we arrived, all was good, got sick into a bag on Friday night. The heat, drinking the cans, the queues, the rushing for the cart it all got to me and I was getting sick into a bag on Friday night at about 2 o'clock in the morning and I thought Jesus this is going to be a long weekend woke up Saturday was a bit iffy got going flew it flying happy days Fred again Billy Eilish Niall Horn the academic all taken in but the one act that everybody was talking about even the hundreds of thousands of people who weren't near Stradbally, was the Wolf Tones. Come out, ye blackened hands, come out and fight me like a man. Tell your wife how you won medals down in flat... You know, that Wolf Tones. You're quite familiar with it. And what happened on Sunday of Electric Picnic? First of all, bit of a surprise that the Wolf Tones were asked to play Electric Picnic, considering that Melvin Ben is the festival founder, and he is very English. So that was kind of a nice surprise that the Wolf Tones were recognised. It was still a surprise, though. They'd never played Electric Picnic before, and here they were lined up for the second biggest stage of the Sunday. Sunday came. The heat was stunning. The sun was in the sky. The pints were flowing. And the tent was overflowing. Could not get next nor near the tent. I think the closest I got was one of the support poles. 10,000 was the capacity of the tent. There was an estimated 10,000 obviously inside, probably even packed a little bit more than that, and at least another 10,000 outside. I'd say at times you were floating between twenty-two and 25,000 people at the Wolf Tones. 
How and ever, from what I experienced and from what I witnessed, was that there could have been a hell of a lot more. A static crowd of about 20,000. But the amount of people that came to the tent and then just left. Because you couldn't hear the wolf tones. You couldn't get next or near them. There's other acts on. Let's fuck off. It would have been really interesting to see how many people would have went to see them on the main stage. Just how many people would have turned up, stood for the hour and witnessed the entire gig. I'd love to see that. And a lot of people have argued that. Why weren't they on the main stage? How and ever, if you are in PR for the Wolf Tones, I don't think they've any PR person. I've seen their social media. It's not great. <laughs> oh, I'm starting to sound like an Irish independent columnist. What I'm saying is, if they were on the main stage, there would have been room for everybody. And there would have been a few pictures of, look at the massive crowd for the Wolf Tones. But it wouldn't have caused the consternation that has been caused in the last week about them. The aerial footage wouldn't have looked as well. We've all seen that photo, haven't we? Of the drone over the electric arena tent and crowds everywhere outside of it trying to get in. We've all seen that, haven't we? If that was at the main stage, it wouldn't have caught as much attention. So from a PR point of view, I'm always interested in PR and drama, this is the best thing that could have happened to the Wolf Tones. Oh, nobody could get near to them. Breaking record attendances for the Electric Arena stage. It's quite a sight to behold. But how have we got here? How have we got that these three, our lads, and that's what they are, I don't think they have any problems with me saying that, nor them admitting that. They haven't released a single in about 20 years. They're not pumping out brand new music. They're not at the top of the charts. But they're doing savage numbers. Why? Well, we need to go back in time. This has happened over the past three years. And the more people try to suppress the wolf tones and their music, the bigger they've made them. And we start early January 2020, before the pandemic really kicks in and absolutely fucks us up. There was going to be a general election and there was also going to be, according to Charlie Flanagan, then Justice Minister, a commemoration for the RIC, the Black and Tans. Hey? Hey? Yes. Do you remember this? Maybe you never knew it in the first place. Maybe I'm rejogging your memory. Yeah. So in January 2020, Charlie Flanagan, then Justice Minister, was going to have a commemoration for the RIC. Some people would say this was a noble thing to do. Other people would say that you are commemorating the Black and Tans, one of the most notorious anti-Irish fuckers in the world, brought in to absolutely fuck us up and fuck up the revolution. What are you doing, Charlie Flanagan? 100 years commemoration for the IEC. No, Charlie Flanagan, no. And what happened out of that? People turned to the wolf tones. And they started streaming and buying come out ye black and tans by the wolf tones. And the more Charlie Flanagan and all his mates in the media said this was the noble thing to do to commemorate the RIC and the black and tans, the more people went, come out ye black and tans, come out and fight me like a man. And that drove the more popularity of the wolf tones. Up they went. The lads were sitting at home scratching themselves, going, this is fucking mighty. 
Kamauchi Black and Tans is numero uno in the iTunes charts. Radio stations were coming out playing Kamauchi Black and Tans. We played it on iRadio. When I say we, I mean me. And it's a good point now to tell you that this podcast has no affiliation with iRadio whatsoever. It just happens so that I have a podcast and I'm also on the radio. That's very important to stress right now before someone tries to link the two. That was the first tranche in the last three years of popularity for the Wolf Tones. Pandemic came in. Everything settled down. The Wolf Tones are playing hotel ballrooms and little pokey venues around the country. They might do an odd big gig in Belfast or in Derry, but for the most part, they're not doing big gigs until the Ireland's women's football's teams qualify for their first ever World Cup. And they, in the dressing room, put on do, 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 Celtic Symphony. The women are caught singing Celtic Symphony. And, well, to say it caused a furore would be the understatement of the year. The Irish media are not happy that these women were caught singing Ooh-ah, up the Republican Army. They were not pleased. They were not pleased at all. And the more venomous in their attack that the Irish media got, the more staunch people became that they should be allowed to sing the sock and song. And it turned out to be a classic case of sometimes the hardest but the best thing to do when you don't want something to happen is to shut your mouth about it. There is something called the Streisand effect. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's quite simple. Barbara Streisand owned a house on a piece of coast in America. And this lad used to go around taking aerial photos of celebrities' houses. And he had a website and he put on Barbara Streisand's houses photo on the website. And Barbara Streisand found the photo of said house and got her lawyers involved. And the lawyers sent a cease and desist, take this down immediately. The photo of Barbara Streisand's house had been downloaded by a total of 12 to 15 people before it was found. When Barbara Streisand told this website owner, take down that fucking photo, it was downloaded by a quarter of a million people in the space of a couple of weeks. And that is the Streisand effect. If Barbara Streisand had shut her mouth, which was a difficult thing to do, she wanted this down, she didn't want her house seen on this public website. If she had shut her mouth, very few people would have seen it. But by opening her mouth, she opened a can of worms and a quarter of a million versus 12 to 15 people. It was 12 to 15 people when you started this and then you upped it to a quarter of a million by trying to get them to take it down. She ended up with the Streisand effect, affectionately named after Barbara Streisand. And that is what has happened to the Wolf Tones and their music in the past while. 
you've had the likes of Joe Duffy run the Wolf Tones into the ground and their music. And all he has done is made them far more popular. Case in point, only last week when they were playing, or after failing a pubble, it's a few weeks ago now, it was in August, Joe Duffy brought on Brian Warfield off the Wolf Tones. The furore and the annoyance was there was videos of people shouting, ooh, ah, up the Republican Army. That was annoying the DUP and the Unionists and the Protestants in the North. You could understand how they were annoyed about that. There's no point denying that they shouldn't be annoyed about that. But that's a very nuanced issue that we'll come back to at some other time. How and ever, what did it have to do with Joe Duffy? Ah, je ne sais pas. But this is how even... I can understand his feelings on the the Ra, and he's written books about the Troubles. He's a man who's well into his history. But the way he spoke to Brian Warfield is pretty inexcusable. Brian Warfield, Hello. Brian after Wolf Tones. Good afternoon, Brian. How are you, Joel? How are you doing? You love this. You, you, you love this, don't you? No, I'm a little it's bit. It's a money. Sick it's a this, uh, well. You're, you're a little bit rich because of all of this. I'm aren't a little you? bit sick of all this. A little bit rich that we get over the years. Like oh, you love have, it. Um, so you love it. You love it. I I love the music of Ireland and the yeah, story of so, Ireland, no doubt about it. Yeah. But I got to tell you that we were up in Belfast last night. Over ten thousand people there. It yeah. sold out in less than a half hour. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think the unionist people are very jealous. Of the fact that you know, okay, no, it's, it's, okay, we're, not, we're, we're not talking about well, uh, Brian. We're not, Brian. We're not going down that road. You're, people know your music. Well, what road? Well, I'll ask you a few questions now because Aileen, Aileen, Aileen is going to try. Want and your, you want your sure your way? No, I want. You I want you. You're on to ask questions. You're not on here to make more money, Brian. You've made enough out of that. I'm not. You've made enough. You've made enough. You've made enough. You love it. You've made enough out of that song and and people complaining about them. And, it's, exactly and I wouldn't mind. I will not accept. It's a brutal song anyway. Joe Duffy, may you explain to the class, what the fuck were you thinking doing that? Ringing up Brian Warfield from the Wolf Tones, bringing him on your show and then treating him despicably. Telling him that, you love it, you love it, you've made enough money. I'll ask the questions here. It's a rubbish song anyways. There's no way to treat a guest. Even if you have a massive difference of opinion. I mean, vast difference of opinion. There are exes that I wouldn't talk to like that in a million years. Even if they absolutely destroyed my life, I don't think I'd speak to them like that if I rang them. No hope. You have to have a bit of decorum. You have to have a bit of calmness. You can cut someone's throat, Joe Duffy, without going as low as you did. And he surely is looking at himself after a lecture picnic, thinking, huh, I wonder do I have anything to do with that? If he's not, then he's deluded because he certainly drove people towards the Wolf Tones. Some casual fans who would turn their noses up at a free ticket to the Wolf Tones were enamoured by Joe Duffy's disgust that they said, fuck it, we are going to make sure we're front and centre for the Wolf Tones at Electric Picnic. It's very hard to realise, Joe, but you've only made the Wolf Tones far more successful than they could ever imagine. Their gig previously was the ballroom in the Great Northern Hotel in Bundorn. 
seated concert to six or seven hundred. Now they've played Electric Picnic to 20,000 plus and their 60th anniversary show is going to be in Three Arena in Dublin. How much has changed in 10 years? Their 50th anniversary show was in a hotel in Dublin. Once again, six or seven hundred people. And now their 60th anniversary show is going to be to 13 or 14,000 in the Three Arena. The mind boggles. But it does give us some food for thought. It does give us some food for thought about should we be singing these songs really if we want a united Ireland? Oh my God, Dave, be careful now. Be careful with your controversial opinion whether we should actually be singing these songs at all. I think we should pause for thought. If we truly want a united Ireland, which I do, and I will vote for one, and I will do what I can to make sure that it is, it is a success. This is a shared island. We must understand that there are men and women in this country who were born in Ireland, who fully believe that they are British. They don't need conversion therapy. They know we're not suddenly going to drive the DUP and the UUP and the orange men and women out of this country, out of this 32 county island. No. There's going to have to be some reconciliation. There's going to have to be some discussions around big tables. There's going to have to be some ferocious debates. But I know that we can get there. And if there is one thing I would plead with you to do is watch Patrick Kilty's 10-minute speech that he gave in December 2021 about a shared island. It is some of the most... I don't even know how to describe how impactful those 10 minutes of a speech were on my views. They're really grounding. This is Patrick Kilty that is going to be the Late Late Show host here. I can guarantee you, Patrick Kilty will never put up a map of Ireland that has the six counties of the north cut out of it on RTE. And I think he's going to do a lot for a united Ireland, whether he would admit that or not. But he gave a speech in December 2021. I want to play you a couple of clips from it. Maybe we shouldn't be singing these songs if we want a united Ireland. Are you ready? Because I don't know if you are. In this year of centenaries, the ghosts of the past are easy to honour. It's way easier to sing a rebel song about a united Ireland than decide not to sing it in order to maybe have one. Did you take that in? It's food for thought. It really is. We're not at that point yet. But perhaps we might have to give up these songs in the pursuit of a united Ireland. Maybe we shouldn't be singing Ooh Ah Up The Ra. Maybe I myself shouldn't be playing Celtic Symphony or Comanche Black and Tans. Even though Comanche Black and Tans is a very important song. And I more or less agree with it. But how and ever? What about... It's easy in a post-Brexit world to sit in Dublin and say the British government doesn't care about the North when the truth is for many people here in the Republic, they aren't particularly interested in it either. Unless a Northern team pulls a hard Brexit with Sam Maguire. I know it can be a tricky place to get your head around somewhere that's home to orange men and all Ireland winners, but it's way harder to understand when you're not curious. Perhaps we need to be more curious as a Southerner who grew up close to the border, I do have some interest in the north. Derry is one of my favourite places on this island. I love Belfast. 
But do I know enough about it to give my proper opinions? Potentially not. And I feel the further south you go, the more ignorant people are to the north. Should there be a license that you have to receive to sing wolf-tone songs? You must have some knowledge of the conflict in the north, the troubles, and the current situation there today. Maybe you should. Maybe we're ignorant. How and ever. We still should be allowed to sing our songs. And the wolf tones do have some stone cold bangers. Come out your blackened hands. We're on the one road. A nation once again. You know, there is some bangers in there. It's not all just about republicanism and shouting ooh up the rah. Sometimes they do have got good melodies. On that, since it has been a heavy, thinky episode, we will conclude. We will have a big gospel and a big load of questions in next week's episode. For now, take it, Savage Handy. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.